What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome one for you today. It's a quick one, real quick. You probably already saw the timestamp. It's just me. I'm the only one here today. We let everybody off, off for the week and for New Year's. But we're going to give you a couple picks for these games today on New Year's Day. It's a great one. Check out what we got going on. Make sure to hit subscribe and like, and let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. I am your host, Nate, as always. The guys are off this week. Let them off this week. It's just me for the New Year's Day podcast. I could not not release a podcast and talk about the playoff games, my picks, what we got going on there. So we're going to cover those games here real quick. It's going to be a quick one-hitter. Um, if you're listening to this, thank you for subscribing. We're hoping to bring some very big things to you this year. Big things coming. We're going to get a store going out here hopefully in the next couple months. Some other things in the pipeline. So I'm very excited for all that's to come in the year 2021. I thank you for subscribing, liking our stuff, and sharing it. Hopefully we can build on that this year. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Um, we're going to give out more content on YouTube. We're going to go more visual stuff here. So you're going to get to see my pretty face a little bit more here. But we got some games to talk about. I want to talk about the New Year's Six games first here. And we're going to kick it kicked off right away with probably the game I'm most excited about. Um, if you're a listener or if you're new, you don't know this, but if you're a listener, you know this. I have been a huge UC bandwagon rider. I had a future on them to win the conference. That cashed. Ka-ching, ka-ching. I also thought they were deserving of a conversation for the playoff spot. Um, I knew it was probably not likely that they were going to get in, but as last night showed us, or two nights ago, I guess you could say at this point, um, Florida should not have been ranked ahead of them. It was absurd that they were ranked ahead of them with a three-loss team. Um, you saw the product they put on the field. Now, yes, I know there are opt-outs. The motivation isn't there. Um, Dan Mullen gives one of the worst press conferences after the game um, of all time. But still, UC was a team that was deserving of them. And I, this started a couple years ago. Um, Luke Fickle has been building something there. This is a program that is on the rise. Their stock is on the rise. Riddler, the quarterback, I watched him freshman year, and I thought to myself, here is somebody that they have something to build off of. He was obviously not a finished product. He's still not a finished product, but he is going to take this team far. I still believe that. Um, and this is a game to really put the exclamation point on that and roll some momentum into next year. It's why I like this game so much. Lines at 7. Georgia is the favorite over under 51.5. Georgia has had some players opt out of this game which makes this line very appealing to me at the size it's at right now. Um, they've got uh, Rice out, the linebacker, two cornerbacks in DJ and Eric, and their tight end, Trey McKinney, is out. McKinney, I think I mispronounced his name there. You know, JT's been good at the quarterback spot this year. As soon as they interjected him, this Georgia team is a completely different beast, different animal altogether. We know that. And in years past, you when Georgia's in this spot, you go, well, this is a letdown spot because they were about to make the playoffs. They didn't get in. They didn't sneak in the back door. Um, so the motivation factor might not be there. But that's not the case this year. They were never really in. I know they were ranked in the top ten, and they were sniffing the playoffs from a ranking perspective, but they were never really in this. The committee was never going to put them in unless there was some absolutely insane chaos that went down. Um, and so the, I think the motivation is still there. Yes, they have some guys protecting their NFL future here, but this still is a good football team. But they're, I think, going to struggle against UC. UC poses a top 25 passing defense and running defense this year. The offense is well-balanced. They can throw the ball if they want to. They can run the ball. They also have a mobile quarterback. So I like UC here at the 7 number um, a lot. I'm not going to lock them, but I like this number a lot. I think this is this time where UC finally becomes that team that comes out and says, you know what, we— us Power 5, when we produce somebody of this quality, of this caliber of a team, 
we deserve a real conversation with the college football playoffs. Now, we need the college football playoffs expanded to begin with. Um, well on the record for that. You know, all these people that are like, oh, the Bulls have lost their luster. It's not the same. The motivation isn't there. I'm tired of seeing all these opt-outs. Expanding the playoffs solves that. Um, we get better games, better bowl games, because players aren't going to be opting out. The motivation's still there. We don't have to worry about that. Sorry, the chair's real squeaky today. Um, I also have no problem with players opting out. I think protect your investment, protect your money for playing in a meaningless bowl game. It's stupid. Um, it's always been stupid. But we get an extended playoff. This game means a little bit more. But I do think UC is going to put the stamp on there, the exclamation point in the season, get some good momentum running into next year, and say, hey, we deserve respect. Good Power 5 teams that play as well as they have throughout the course of the year, and they've been dominant in, at most times, except for when they played UCF. They've been dominant football and then the Tulsa game in the conference championship. We deserve a real conversation here. Um, so I like UC at this pick. Auburn Northwestern, this game stinks. Throw it out the window. I don't like anything part of this, but I'm going to take Northwestern just off. They're the better football team. Um, Gus Malzahn's no longer at Auburn. I am worried about a motivation factor here for Auburn. Northwestern, they're going to play their asses off for Fitzgerald. It might be his last game at Northwestern. He's going to have some interviews in the NFL, comes knocking this offseason. I think they're going to play their asses off. This is a team. Northwestern's a team that motivation isn't really a an issue here. They're always going to get up for games. Um, it's just whether or not they can compete, which you knew they weren't going to compete against Ohio State. That was You could smell that from a mile away um, as far as winning the game. Now, they did cover, which I did have that bet. You are welcome. Um, I like them here to beat Northwestern. Um, the four number isn't concerning to me. I like the four. I think Ramsey brings a, a, a balance to the offense, um, and I like that number. Um, so I, I'm going Northwestern on that pick there. Now let's get into the two college football playoff games, the big games, the ones that I really want to talk about here. Not because I necessarily think these games are going to be awesome or they're necessarily even going to be close, which we're going to get to here. Um, but it's a good way to kind of rinse off 2020, the stink of 2020 of the year, bring in the new year with some, some high-octane football. The overs here are looking real good to me. Um, Notre Dame, Alabama especially. Notre Dame, Alabama overs at 65. The line's at 20. This is the game, I think, if you're going to be putting some money down or you're going to be betting, this is where I'm going um, right off the bat. I like the values here. First off, over, hitting that. That is I, my lock of the—actually, no, not my lock. Next game, I have a lock. It's my second runner-up lock. Uh, it is the game—it's a bet that I feel very good about, a pick I feel very good about. Notre Dame up until that Clemson game was averaging—what was it— I have it written down here somewhere. 40.7 points per game up until that Clemson game. Now, Clemson has a much better defense than Alabama, I think. Alabama has been giving up numbers to competent offenses. I mean, they gave up 40, 48 to Old Miss. They gave up 46 to Florida. Georgia and A&M both scored 24 on them. This is not the Alabama defenses of old. It's a new, insanely high-powered offense. We're going to get a lot of points from that Alabama offense, I think. There's really no stopping them. Um, it's bend, don't break kind of philosophy here. I think Notre Dame is going to break, unfortunately, a little bit from a points-on-defense standpoint. They, they do have a good defense. Um, but Alabama is averaging 49.7 49 points a game, 543 yards through the air. They're going to score. They're probably going to get 40, 50 on their own easy, I think. So then it becomes a question, can Notre Dame score? And I think they can. They possess a good enough balance. They have a good run game. Ian Book, I think, will perform well here in this spot. 
to get some points. I don't think they're going to perform well enough to cover the 20. I don't think they're winning this football game by any stretch of the imagination. I see this as a two-touchdown football game because the Alabama defense is just not good enough. They haven't shown up against really good offenses, and they've shown up against terrible offenses. Like, that's not a recipe for success here in this spot. Um, I don't think there's just going to be a light switch and flip it on all of a sudden when we haven't seen it against competent offenses this year. The SEC has had a down year. I've said that a couple weeks ago. This is not the same SEC that we're used to. They shouldn't be getting the value they're getting in rankings like they used to be getting. Florida proved that the other night. Um, And so I think they're going to give up points. I think they're going to give up a lot of points here. Um, So I love this over, and I like the 20 and a half. If you want, up the number a little. Go go get the point by the point at 21, make it a full three. I feel pretty good about that. Um, I do think Notre Dame is going to score some here, some points here. So my pick for this Notre Dame-Alabama game, 20 and a half, or 20 uh, spread Notre Dame, and then over, love the over 65 and a half. Ohio State-Clemson, let's talk. Lines at 7 and a half, over-unders at 66 and a half. I like... Clemson here a lot. I am locking them in as my lock of the week. Pencil them down right now. Seven and a half is not big enough here. Here's why I don't think it's big enough. I am not an Ohio State fan this year at all. That's been very clear if you've been listening to any of the other podcasts. If you're new, welcome once again. I don't like Ohio State. Ohio State has not looked good when they've needed to look good against Indiana and Northwestern like they should have to beat a team like Clemson. Ohio State's weak points right now when I look at them on paper, defensively, the corners are a weak spot. Trevor Lawrence is going to eat them alive. End of story there. ETN's going to get enough on the ground. They're going to be good and balanced there. So then you flip the field. Can Ohio State score against Clemson to keep themselves in this game? I don't think so. Justin Fields has lo- ab- looked absolutely lost at times this year when he has faced pressure. They're going to be dialing up some pressure. They're going to be heating up Justin Fields tomorrow or today. He has not looked good. The offensive line has not done a great job in picking up the blitz and sliding protections um, and keeping him clean. And that presents a huge problem for Ohio State. Because if Justin Fields is clean, he's got a pocket to throw in, he's been phenomenal. We, we know that about him. But when he gets a little dirty, when there are people hanging around his feet, when, the, when they're heating up the quarterback and they're dialing up pressures, that's when he struggles. And now, is this Clemson D-line the phenomenal D-lines we've seen in the past? Because, I mean, they have had some insane D-lines these last couple years. No, it's not the same one. But they're still damn good. And they show that in the Notre Dame game. They can control the line of scrimmage against a good offensive line. The linebacking core is good. They're healthy on defense. That's a problem. That's a nightmare situation for Ohio State. Yes, do they have some bulletin boards because Dabo is just being Dabo right now in the press conferences um, and giving them some motivation Ohio State? Yeah, absolutely. Is Brian Day a great offensive mind? Can he dial up some real craziness here? Yeah, I think he'll dial up a couple ones. But can they stay within seven for four quarters the whole game? I don't think so. This is another game where if it's less than two touchdowns, I'm surprised, honestly, at this number. I think they're going to kill them here. Maybe I'm wrong but I think they're going to absolutely kill them here. Um, so I got Clemson at the 7.5. I'll probably take the over. I haven't decided yet. Um, I like the over as of right now, but uh, I'm going to think a little bit more about that because I, I think Ohio State might struggle more um, than we're going to anticipate here. So those are my picks for these games. This was a quick hitter podcast. It's just me today. I didn't prepare anything, but I wanted to get something out to you. I felt like we should get something out, th- out to you. Um, so I'm going UC 
plus seven. Northwestern minus four. Notre Dame plus 20 and the over 65 and a half. Clemson, lock, it, lock of the week, seven and a half. Over, under, uh, I'm still debating on. But I'll tweet it out um, New Year's Day. Make sure you're following us at Trophy Kids Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We got some great content coming out. We got some things in the pipeline that I think you're really going to like. And if you're new to the movement, welcome to the movement. Um, before I wrap this up, though, I know this is a little disjointed. It's just myself today. There is something we have to address, and that is the Boston Bruins front office. I am still over it yet. Letting Chara go was a disastrous move. Disastrous. 800K is all that it would have kept to keep him. Yes, he wanted a, a role, a big role with the team. Why not give it to him? There's a lot of guys on this roster that we're paying a hell of a lot more that he's better than. Is he the same defenseman that he was years ago? Absolutely not, obviously. But does he still log a ton of minutes? Is he great in the PK? Is he phenomenal on and off the ice as a human being, a leader, a captain? Hell yeah. It's an absolutely insane move that we told him to go pound sand after everything he's done for us, after the blood, sweat, and tears he's put into this organization, after the fact that he is legitimately... I'm not going to say the greatest Bruin of all time, but he's in that conversation. I'd have to really think about it, but he's up there. I mean, he's a legend. That, that sweater's going to be hanging in the rafters. So to tell him to go pound sand and to, sh- to, to let him go into free market, and I don't blame him for signing with the Capitals in the division. I don't care about that. Char, you've earned the right to do whatever you want. I, I love that I got to watch you play for the Bruins. I love that I got to see that be on the chest. I loved what I got to watch out of you in the Stanley Cups. You, the Stanley Cup you won there. But it's utterly ridiculous. I don't know what we're doing as a front office for the Bruins. It's absurd that this is even happening. I'm not emotionally ready for it at all. Um, it's a crappy way to kick kick off the new year with that news. Um, but I wanted to say that piece about this. Real quick hitter there. Um, and I hope you all have a great new year. We're going to have some great content coming out to you hopefully this year. Thank you for sticking with us. And as always, peace. Peace. <laughs>